And we are live once again here, 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time, the early bird podcast sessions. Stefan Maillet with you, addedsouls.com, the website, the studio. And it's time for our Tuesday analyzing the lyrics session. We'll be looking at James Taylor's Fire and Rain. Quite an iconic bulk of literature, very simple to the point about his life during that day and age in which he experienced, and uh, we'll look into that. We'll open up the the, uh, the, the, uh, the song lyrics and go through them. Is that okay with you? I hope so. 8 a.m., yeah, that's what's up. I've been up since, I don't know, 4.30, I think, or something like that. Usually wake up between 5 and 6 a.m. and go to bed around between 9 and 10 p.m., and that is the routine. Very different than my past life, I assure you. It was quite the opposite. We were owls. We'd stay up all night and sleep all day kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, that's what's up. Please consider subscribing, following, liking, sharing, giving us a comment, all that kind of good stuff. The itinerary goes as follows. On Monday, I shared the sermon I preached from the pulpit on Sunday. On Tuesday, here we are today, we analyze the lyric, we examine song lyrics from various artists. Today will be James Taylor, and the song is titled Fire and Rain. On Wednesdays, we do Bible studies, and we've been studying through the book of Genesis. I think we're getting into chapter 4 or 5 this week. Uh, Thursdays, we have a topical trip. We discuss things on a specific level regarding a specific topic. So on Fridays, we have ourselves a socio-political discussion, interaction with political affairs and current events. And if you think that finds yourself well, 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 subscribe. Follow along with us. Is that good? As always, I must plug in. Consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's free to sign up. It's our freedom platform. It's the community I created for the Added Souls uh, work and our daily interactions, and you can choose therein to support whatever you are willing and able to support monthly. And that goes towards the Added Souls work, the Maya family, first and foremost, always with the gospel, wherever we may roam. So please consider doing that. We have a financial uh, goal to meet every month to keep paying the bills, keep doing the work, keep the studio open and functioning, creating content. And uh, sometimes we fall short of that. Sometimes a donation comes in and we get to pay the bills. Ebbs and flows, but through the grace of God and his faithful servants, you Christians out there who see the value of this kind of uh, material, hopefully you'll consider supporting. To all of you who do support, thank you. We have your names. You are on a prayer list. We pray for you daily, and we thank God for you. That good? AddedSouls.Locals.com. Maybe you just want to bypass and give a donation through PayPal. You can do so. AddedSouls at gmail.com is the email address. You can send me an email address and contact me with any concerns or questions or suggestions. You can also ask me for a solid address, and I'll give you a hard address if ever you need to mail something. All right, Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Let me put an image here of James Taylor so you get a picture of who the man is. Of course, he was young over here. He was back in the 70s, I think it was, early 70s. And uh, this was uh, this individual. I'm not going to go into a biography of sorts. You can certainly Google all of that, but we want to look at the lyrics. 
But what you should know, of course, is that the song was released in 1970, and it became a hit within a year. I mean, to this day, I still play the song. I still listen to the song. At times, it brings a tear to my eye. It has a great many deep uh, affiliations with my life. Uh, I can associate with it, and I think a great many people have, which is why the song is... It has what I call shelf life. Shelf life means it has no expiration date. Someone out there is always going to listen to James Taylor's Fire and Rain track, record. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. And uh, he started writing the song, of course, this song in London, and finished it in a mental hospital, of all things, over in Massachusetts. And the song, of course, is about a friend who committed suicide and about his time being institutionalized, and about memories of his first band, and uh, also about his addictions to heroin and alcohol and other various drugs. Ultimately, it's a song about life and death, and the experience in between, from a secular mind, from an individual who was, of course, involved in worldly perspectives, you know, uh, sensationalism, mysticism, um, superstitions, a whole bunch of isms, right? And so that's kind of the platform for James. And uh, I remember in my past life, we used to love this song. We'd gather around the bar and we'd be drinking with the boys and, uh, you know, the camaraderie of who we were at that time and the context of the history we were living. Uh, I mean, we put that on the jukebox and we'd just all sing together. I mean, we basically owned the bar. So it was just one of those things. It was uh, a memory. It was with us in those uh, familiar places, those familiar roads, familiar faces, locations, uh, time, space, all of that. It was just, um, it's a time machine, this song. It's a time machine, brings us back to a great many places that, um, you know, it's difficult to find at times, but you try to look at it and think of it in a positive way and not allow yourself to uh, get too deep within that. But that's what's going on, and that's a song written by James Taylor. So we're going to look at the lyrics and we'll just go through it as we've been doing and it's been treating us well. Let me just check to make sure our live feed is well and operational. It seems to be and that is good. All right. Let me put the song lyrics on the screen and we'll be able to go through it. Come on, where are you? There we go. Okay. I'm going to put my video feed at the bottom left, and here we go. Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Just yesterday morning, they let me know that you were gone. I can hear it in my mind, you know. I'm not a singer, by the way. <laughs> I think you figured that one out. But I keep hearing it in my mind because I've listened to it so many times. Again, I, I, it's a song that's heard at least once or twice a week. And it plays on radio stations everywhere. Just yesterday morning, they let me know they were that uh, they let me know you were gone. Now, this is a friend of his that's committed suicide. He was writing this album, of course, and they had not told him because she was a close friend to him, and they were not wanting to, I suppose, tort his creativity, not knowing that pain is actually what creates. <laughs> it's, through pain, through pain, we receive wisdom. Through pain, we receive uh, inspiration to write. 
Uh, I find my way, I find myself that way as one who would uh, write songs. I've written songs. I was a songwriter more in the French realm. I've also written hip hop songs when I was involved in the hip hop industry and the business and uh, the producing of it. And, um, you know, when you go through life moments, it gives you material to write. I'm still that way today. When I am hurt, when I am dealing with a great many things, um, I feel the need to express myself, to express myself to whoever might want to hear, and of course, recognize that I'm not alone in dealing with a lot of stuff. People go through stuff. Well, James is a songwriter, and he's writing stuff about his life that he's going through, and so naturally, he's going to voice this out. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Now, he's writing this section uh, in London. He's not yet been institutionalized in a mental health facility. And that's a serious thing. I mean, you know, uh, mental health is certainly a real thing. Uh, sadly, some take advantage of that and some uh, utilize that for their, for their own uh, agenda. But despite that, it, it's a real thing. And there is genuine concern for individuals who have mental health conditions. Um, so he hasn't yet stepped into the institutionalized location but he's in london recording this and he's writing this first section this was like a bulk of work accumulated through various months and finding lyrics and came together just yesterday morning they let me know you were gone so he's just heard the news about his friend uh who committed suicide i know how that feels because i remember the morning i received a phone call very early in the morning from my father at the factory uh, who put me on the phone, woke me up, put me on the phone and said, you know, son, I have some very devastating news for you. I'm like, what's up? What's up, dad? And he's like, well, um, your very close friend uh, lost his life last night. He, you know, he got shot. And that was devastating. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I lost it right there and then. And it was just uh, devastating to me to hear that my best friend, who bore my name, <laughs> it, was, it was so strange because uh, we Stefans are very uh, far and few in between in certain locations and so it was uh, devastating to me broke my heart and I'll never forget that and uh, I can't think of it too deeply I'll weep obviously till this day even decades after the fact but so you know I also wrote stuff and I also ex expressed my hurt and my pain and my sorrow and my devastation my anger all the things you go through what was so sad about this account with my friend, my close friend, uh, who was shot uh, dead. Um, his sister died not too long after that of cancer. And sadly, the family unit there was divorced and the mother was dealing with uh, various addictions. And uh, the father, we used to work for him, I remember, at the farm. And I don't know, there was no love there, it seemed. It seemed very chaotic and divided. It was just a sad ending to a family that could have been so much more. But uh, one of those things I can look back retro and just, I don't know, feel very sorry for it all. And I'm just so sorry for them, you know, all of that stuff. But anyways, just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. So he's, I mean, I can, I can understand where he's at. Uh, losing someone uh, who was close to you in an age where, you know, things are still uh, vulnerable and open, suggestive. You know, when you're 18, when you're 17, 16, <laughs> you know, uh, you're close with friends. The For us, in our context, among the Gentile here and the heathen, uh, 
the idea of getting married and having kids was just far. I mean, some did have kids. I mean, we did fornicate, but it was the thought of responsibility and commitment and uh, having a life that was morally upright. And uh, man, that was not in our cards. That was not what we were seeing. That was not what we were living. So when this news came about, I mean, it's devastating. It's it, it's traumatic. It's trauma. And so I understand what he's saying. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. I know how that feels. Suzanne was her name, of course. And he says, the plans they made put an end to you. So something took place that would have you so devastated that you removed your life from this earth. So Suzanne, a close friend to James, uh, felt trapped in whatever way or whatever depression or discouragement she was dealing with so much so that she felt she needed to take her life and so then he says i walked out this morning and i wrote down this song i mean how am i going to express myself in the deep sorrow that i am currently feeling and going through uh i need to write something so i walked out this morning and i wrote down this song i just can't remember who to send it to i mean he's probably got tear-filled uh, uh, memories and uh, uncertainties and doubt and um, a great heart-wrenching uh, moment for him in his life. You know, I just can't remember who to send it to. I mean, I don't even know what I'm. What, what, who do I need to talk to? I've seen fire and I've seen rain. You know, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, heaven and hell, God, the devil, all of it, from spiritual to secular. And the connections in between, um, the principles therein, here's what he's feeling. Here's what he's seeing. I've seen sunny days, he says. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. Everything's peachy. The sun is shining the right way. The birds are chirping. What a wonderful world. <laughs> Right, right. We might do that one. That one's a simple one. It's like a, uh, an optimist way of life. You know, everything's positive, everything's good, and focus on the blessing, right? Which is good. I mean, that's decent. That's what we should do. Uh, so, uh, you know, James, he's seen both the good and the bad. He's experienced positive, he's experiencing negative. He's uh, been on top of the world, seeing the future to I see no future. Everything's been robbed from me. Uh, and, um, you know, I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. When you're living in the blessing, you kind of take it for the moment and think, well, this is never going to end, you know. But it will. It will. It all does. It really all does. The only thing that does not is Jesus Christ. That does not. The truth and reality and purpose of our life on this earth in accordance to the 66 books of the Holy Bible. The Old Testament, we learn. The New Testament, we live. And that is inevitable. That will never change. That is the only solid reality that stays. Jesus Christ, His gospel, His kingdom. And everything else just goes away. The many sunny days we have now, for me, uh, my beautiful and faithful wife, my wonderful children, my mother, my father, um, the lodging we have, the food, the clothing, the word, I mean, the, the just things that are here and now. Um, these are the sunny days that one may be 
tempted to think are never going to end. But they will. We have to say goodbye. Half of my... I'm in my mid-40s. I'm going to be 46 this year. Uh, it ain't old. I would like to think not. Or, well, you know, go ask the 16-year-old if I'm old. Yeah, he's going to say he's an old. He's an old one. Well, you know, hopefully I still got another 40 in front of me. We'll see. Middle-aged, right? And... uh I've lived probably double the life of some who have made it to 90 thus far in the wisdom I've gotten from the many foolish decisions I've made and the things I've seen in life thus far. But I tend to think half of life is kind of like greetings, you know. It's saying hello. But the other half of life is saying goodbye. It's departures, you know. Starting to see family members depart, friends depart. Uh, starting to experience the the bad in life, you know, losing your innocence and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so James is saying, I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, isolated, withdrawn, um, shunned perhaps, just void of social connection with anyone. But I always thought I'd see you again. <laughs> again, speaking of his friend Suzanne, who took her own life, committed suicide. I've seen good and bad. I've seen positive and negative. I've seen up and down. I've, I've experienced good things and I've experienced bad things. But through all of this, through life's experience, um, I always thought I'd see you again. Well, you always thought that sunny days would never end as well. And when we're young, we tend to think that way. We're not mature in our thoughts. Um, and that's how we see it. But yet life, life has other, other plans, right? I mean, life is here today. It might be gone tomorrow. We don't know that. That's, that's how brittle, fragile of a vapor we are in this existence. We're here for a very short time. Very short. It's here and it's gone. So being right with God is the most important thing humanly possible. It's the most important thing. And sadly, many of these very talented songwriters and these celebrities in the music world, um, you know, they go through life, they experience it through the heathen worldview and perspective, but, you know, if only they'd find true, authentic Christianity. I mean, I understand them, and I even sided with them looking at what is called Christianity today it's not Christianity. It's a mess. It's just a mess of falsehood and all kinds of nonsense. And it's so, I mean, it sadly, it, it works against those of us who seek the truth because we see that and we say, well, if that's Christianity, I want no part of it. But when you start looking deeper and you have a free thinking mind to kind of observe and investigate for yourself, you, you'll find true, authentic Christianity out there, the real kind the authentic kind, the genuine kind of Christianity. And uh, with that one, you'll be greatly impressed and you'll be attracted to that because it truly practices love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it truly practices forgiveness and, and uh, a hope and purpose in life and things like that. I mean, it's, it's filled with sacrifice. You have to admit the truth. You have to expose the lies. You have to do all that kind of stuff. But um, it's, it's a good life. It's a good life, though you, <laughs> at times we're tempted to give up uh, when, when things happen that are uh, devastating in our life. Uh, we don't. We persevere. Anyway, so he says, you know, I've seen sunny days 
that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, but I've always thought that I'd see you again. And he isn't going to. He's never going to see this person again. These people aren't Christians. They don't have the hope of unity in the heavenly realm, which is the land of uh, reunion, you know, the location of reunion with past individuals that you loved on this earth and so on and so forth. This is not given to the secular mind, to the, the unbeliever, sadly. So his statement is true. I always thought I'd see you again. Well, he's not going to. Then he says, won't you look down upon me, Jesus? So this first section he wrote in London, receiving the news that his friend Suzanne had committed suicide. Things in her life, to her worldview, were so desperate and unsolvable that she thought the best way out is suicide. And so he's writing about that pain. In the second section, if I'm not mistaken, he's over in the institutionalized mental health facility. And he's writing this, won't you look down upon me? Because he's, he's so distraught. He's uh, lost in a trauma, if you will. And he can't find his mind back to a path to function in society. So he needs help with that. Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You've got to help me make a stand. Now, these individuals might claim a certain religious view. They might not. Again, they are filled with superstition and very... Uh, sensational perspectives and practices, rituals, uh, and all that kind of tradition from the world. But he understands that Jesus is a source in which might be helpful. And back then, you know, in a lot of these facilities, in a lot of uh, what you would call A&A meetings or stuff to help you with addiction or your mind, it used to be grounded in a lot of Christianity because the principles of Christianity can certainly help you and your mind get better. <clears throat> And so won't you look down upon me, Jesus, thinking, of course, that from his perspective, he had enough understanding to know that Jesus is up there somewhere. Now, <laughs> we think that way from a human mind, that heaven is up and hell is down, though, again, the spiritual realm might all be, be all around us and the Hadean realm all around us, not necessarily up or down, but through our uh, perspective as human beings subject to the natural realm, we tend to think that way, you know, go up the mountain, go down the mountain. Jesus is God, God must be up, and the devil is bad, he must be down, that kind of stuff. So won't you look down upon me? He's down. Jesus. Jesus must be upwards in order for him to look downwards at James, the writer of this song, going through this very difficult moment in his life. A friend has committed suicide, his mind is not right, he's dealing with addiction, he's in a mental facility. You've got to help me make a stand. I gotta, there has to be some hope here. And he's got the right idea. He's got the right idea. I, I, I've, I've sang this song with tears because I understand his, his desperation being so lowly down there. Don't, won't, won't you look upon me, Jesus? God, please help me make a stand, you know. You've got to see me through another day. So James knows there's a higher power. In, this, in his time in that life, I don't know if he still holds to certain views like that. I've not checked into him lately. He may have gone full atheist now, I don't know, stuff like that, I, or maybe he claims to be a Christian, I, I don't know. But at this moment in his life, he's seeking help from above, a greater power than himself. And he wants some guidance. He needs help to make it through another day. When you're trapped in despair that way, you've lost a close friend. You can lose close friends, suicide, been murdered, 
close family members, friends like that, you know, it hurts, man. It's just devastating. Some of them even turn out to be uh, betrayers, uh, treacherous betrayers, people you thought were your friends, people whom you thought loved you as much as you loved them, people you've ministered to, uh, who turn their backs against you and accuse you of all kinds of wicked words and things like that. That's, that's, that's in the same department of hurt and sorrow and trauma. Uh, and uh, James is found in this gull, you know, this gall of, of, of sorrow and this pain. So when you're so knocked down and broken and lost down there, you're seeking help from above. Uh, now we know where to find that. It's in the Bible. That's where I go. I go to the Bible and it comforts me. It helps me. It gives me guidance. It makes things clearer, brings things into focus, allows us to heal and get stronger Sadly for James and the great many in the industry, uh, they'll, they might say things like that, but they reach out to drugs or alcohol, or they reach out to sin, they reach out to the world for help, though they speak of a higher power's presence for guidance. He says, my body's aching and my time is at hand, and I won't make it any other way. I'm just not going to be able to survive through what I'm going through. You know, uh, drug addiction's a heavy pill, man. It's when you want to detox, you want to get sober uh, from heroin or crack cocaine, cocaine itself, alcohol, from A to Z in all the spectrum of drugs. Uh, it's a hard one, man. It, it'll, it'll, it'll have you with the cold shakes. You won't be able to sleep or eat. You, you get sick. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It really is. It's a difficult thing. And to deal with that simultaneously while dealing with the loss of a loved one, someone you cared for, someone who was a close friend, and you're in a mental institution that's there to help your mind and help you get better, and you're sedated maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's just a bad scene. You're dealing with a lot. So God, please help me. His idea is right. He has the right idea. And his prayer, if bowed in reverence, God will hear and through providence set things in motion for his life to get to the gospel and obey it. Because <laughs> that's where God can uh, have you within the realm of all spiritual blessings. Outside of that, uh, you're just among the, among the world, lost and the unbelievers. So he's, exp he's expressing his pain, his deep pain. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Again, he's repeating this good and bad. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, but I always thought that I'd see you again. Speaking of his friend Suzanne and the hurt that he's going through. Again, coupled with addiction and sobering up and all of that. It's just, a, it's a crazy deal. And I, and I, that's why it's so close to my heart and my experience because, uh, you know, Back in 2011, when we left our past life behind and friends and things that some had been murdered and some suicide and some this and some that, and it's just, you're dealing with a lot of pain. You're trying to transition. You're trying to sober up. You're trying to deal with life. It takes, well, it's been 10 years plus for me and I'm still dealing with a lot of stuff. I've been able to repent of a lot of things, but I've stumbled, I've fallen, I've I've uh, had to deal with a lot of behavioral delinquencies that I have, and I've shared that publicly with everyone. I'm very transparent with that. I've been able to manage my my inner angers and uh, my language, and uh, 
just the trauma that I've been through in my life and stuff like that. So I can understand James. And when I sing along with him, I get it. And I can't think of it too deeply. I'll weep. It really is that close to my heart. And so he just repeats, you know, I've seen sunny days uh, that I thought would never end. I've seen fire and rain, good and bad. The, the spectrums and the measurement from, from both sides, you know, the chasm between. I've seen paradise. I've seen torment, uh, heaven and hell, that kind of stuff. Then he says, been walking my mind to an easy time. My back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows, I'll turn your head around. Again, speaking of God, speaking of a higher power, speaking of his hurt, his pain, trying to navigate through this moment that he's dealing with and uh, wanting to come out alive, hopefully. Well, he says, well, there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. Sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground. It's a poetic, poetic uh, ecstasy, poetic nostalgia, um, fragments of words put together, formulating his thoughts, his life, his experience, what he's going through. I've done that a great many times. I've written poetry. I've written all sorts of stuff. I've probably burned and lost and thrown away three quarters of it, but uh, some has managed to stick around somewhere in a box I can't even find. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what that he, that is. He understands it. He's uh, dealing with that. And uh, that's why he speaks in that way. Been walking my mind to an easy time, trying to govern and manage his thoughts. My back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows. Uh, a breeze, a cooling breeze, it turns your head around. Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. <laughs> that's back in the day when it was rotary phones. Kids don't know what that's all about. You know, brr, 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 brr. sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground. Something that was up there, sunny days that he thought would never end came crashing down and are now broken. Um, the land of everything fair is now over. You know, when you're high, you never ever want to come down. When you're high, you're among the clouds. Uh, when you come down to reality, you see that there's pain there. There's destruction. There's sorrow. There's reality. There's life. Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, he says. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought that I'd see you, baby, one more time again now. Again, speaking of his friend Suzanne, who committed suicide. Thought I'd see you one more time again, he repeats. There's just a few things coming my way this time around now. Thought I'd see you, thought I'd see you, fire and rain now. It's the pivotal song. It's what broke him into, you know, a super hit. Um, and it came through a great pain and sorrow in his life and uh, that's how that works and that's what that's about and it's um, it's beautiful yet it's so oh perhaps morbid uh, depressing maybe 
so sad at the same time. So sad, you know. But that's what it is. And um, true friends of his would not use those weaknesses against him. Uh, true friends would seek to help him renew his his life. You know, not um, be unkind to him and, uh, you know, accuse him of all sorts of baseless things. And they'd, they'd love him. They want to help him. And some were in his life to do that. He married another very famous singer. And, uh, you know, I think she truly loved him. And there were people in his life that were there to help him, but some were there to facilitate and be, facilitate uh, his his weaknesses into uh, greater problems. And some were stumbling blocks in his life, but some were there to love him and care for him and help him out. But he's had a wonderful career. I mean, the man's a genius songwriter, though it's simple. It's not complicated. It's just him broken talking about his pain. You know, uh, but it works and it's going to keep working. And I do believe there won't be a day on this earth while it exists that somebody won't be listening to Fire and Rain from James Taylor. Now, that'll all come to an end, of course, when the world ends, which is going to happen. That's an inevitable, objective, absolute reality of our existence. There is an ending to all of this. God said so, and it's going to happen. So from the Christian mind, what do we see here? What do we think? Well, even Christians have to deal with friends that we lose, family that we lose. Um, some of us have dealt with friends who have committed suicide. Some of us have dealt with uh, severe drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, some of us have dealt with mental health issues that need attention. Um, and a good friend would recognize that and seek to help us together as Christians make it to heaven. Some won't. Some some will just become a stumbling block and seek to hurt you even further. But it is the reality of our existence as Christians. And we need to stay faithful to God because that's the hope out of these things. That's what's helped me. That's what's helped me in my life in the trauma. It's what's helping me now. It's what will keep helping me. Um, the Word of God, prayer, and all these things. Um, they'll help you through any very devastating moment in your life where uh, you uh, have to deal with traumatic things. But anyways, that's what's up. That's what we've been talking about. Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Wonderful song. If you've never heard it, you're missing out. You should hear it. It's a beautiful song. You can obviously YouTube the song. He plays it live in his 70s. <laughs> uh, and it's a beautiful song. It's just a wonderful thing. Uh, I think that's about it for this podcast session, the early bird podcast session. We go live at 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Times from Monday to uh, Monday to Friday. The itinerary goes as follows. On Monday, we have ourselves the sermon that I preached on Sunday. On Tuesday, we analyze the lyric like we've done today. On Wednesday, we have a Bible study. We're going through the uh, book of uh, Genesis. On Thursdays, we have a topical trip, discussion on specific topics. On Friday, socio-political interaction with political affairs and current events. If you like that, if you think that's up your alley, by all means, please subscribe, share, comment, like, whatever you got to do, <laughs> all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Stay focused, stay positive. Please consider supporting this work. You can freely sign up to addedsouls.locals.com 
and therein find our freedom community. You'll have exclusive content there. I share exclusive stuff for those of you who choose to support me monthly. Uh, it's whatever you're willing and able to do. It goes to the Maya family, me and my family. It goes to the Added Souls Ministry and to the work of the gospel uh, wherever we may roam. So please consider doing that. If you want to send me an email, you can do so at itsouls at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you'd like to share with me, or if you're seeking a solid address to mail something, I'd share it to you privately. You can, of course, donate through PayPal through that email address at itsouls at gmail.com. Everything is transparent and public. You know, uh, we give you reports, we give you updates, we keep you informed on what's going on and what the Added Souls Ministry is doing and uh, the work of the gospel where the Maya family is found. So, yeah, we love you. Keep your head up. Be mindful of your surroundings. Stay safe. There's a lot of zombies outside these days. A lot of zombies. <laughs> Lord willing, tomorrow morning. Peace out.